LA United face an inform Orlando City. Can the Five Stripes maintain their unbeaten record against the Kitties? We discuss next. What's going on, Five Stripe fam? I'm AJ, and this is Chris. Before we get started, become a member of the Notification Squad on YouTube by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button, or give us a high rating and recommend us on your favorite podcatcher. Welcome to the match preview. Orlando come into town to play us at the Benz on Saturday at 3.30. And yeah, it's going to be uh, one on Univision, but uh, the other uh, streaming platforms have not been released yet. But yeah, what, what we're facing in Orlando is not the Orlando that we're used to facing. They actually look and resemble somewhat of a team and uh, they're actually playing pretty darn well. Uh, obviously, they uh, made the final in the MLS's back tournament. Uh, now, they didn't uh, maybe exactly set the light on fire once they came back, but they just played Nashville SC and they beat them pretty soundly. Which, I mean, yeah, Nashville SC looks pretty much like the kind of whipping boy of. Uh, you know, now it's going to be the East for a second, but it's no longer Orlando City, unfortunately, it seems. But uh, yeah, essentially, their new head coach, Oscar Pereja, has them playing very well in a very attacking mindset as well. And so, you know, they're confident, they're aggressive, and they actually are possessing as well. So, you know, we will have our hands full for sure. But, uh, you know, that's one of those things where I think, uh, you know, hopefully that experience that we have in beating them and uh, in our unbeaten streak really does continue. But let's get into our series matchup. Chris, take it away. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, right now, Orlando has a big goose egg for the uh, the wins against us, but they do have six losses and two draws. Um, and they also have, have that loss in the U.S. Open Cup um, last year on our way to the final. But you know, but again, you know, like you said, they, they just beat Nashville, um, an opponent we beat the week before, or I guess, you know, with games coming so fast, which is a few days before that, um, you know, their game actually played on Wednesday. So they did uh, get that extra three points. Um, so they currently sit above us in the table. But, um, you know, hopefully Atlanta will, uh, you know, even though this isn't, uh, you know, this isn't your daddy's Orlando, hopefully this will be, uh, you know, your daddy's Atlanta United performance and we'll be able to keep that undefeated streak alive. Yeah, hopefully so. Because, yeah, looking at the standings, um, well, right before, of course, we didn't have a game on Wednesday uh, due to the boycott. But, yeah, Orlando did play Natural SC. And so we pretty much essentially swapped places. We were fourth, they were eighth, I believe, and uh, now they are fourth, and then we are eighth, which is, yeah, um, you know, we have that game in hand, that's good, uh, but it is, you know, we want to maintain that gap the other way. Yeah, exactly, we've got to make a count, but we want to maintain that gap the other way. But uh, yeah, uh, our record's three, three and zero in terms of win, losses, and draws, and Orlando is three, two, and two, and um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, their their last six has been, I think, more consistent than ours, I would say. That's for sure. Uh, ours is three wins, three losses. There's, uh, yeah, two wins, uh, two draws, two losses. I mean, yeah, you know, there's a, a little bit of a pattern, I think, uh, you know, kind of arising 
hopefully we you know don't get so streaky but uh hopefully we can kind of maintain a uh a little bit of uh maybe a couple wins you know a draw in there totally fine totally fine but uh yeah so speaking of their head coach yeah oscar Perea, his first season with the lions uh like we said uh he's got them really you know playing very very well uh in terms of the style they uh create a lot of chances through through balls they uh are really good at coming back coming back from losing positions and uh you know they're really good at protecting the lead as well so that's something we need to make sure of uh you know when we get that lead if we do that we have to really make sure that we get it because if they get a lead we might have uh, ourselves something of an upset that we really do not want uh, but let's get into some of the players to watch from Orlando City. Of course, there's Nani. He's got two goals. Um, and yeah, that's on 17 shots, eight on goal, and two assists. He balled out during the MLS's back tournament. Uh, definitely uh, had them looking a lot more, uh, yeah, just aggressive towards goal for sure. And uh, kind of that guy that you can rely on. He's definitely their talisman. Uh, Daryl Dyke, uh, another forward of theirs, has three goals. Uh, that's on nine shots and three on goal. And uh, Chris Miller has five goals on 16 shots, eight on goal. But uh, let's get to uh, Atlanta United's danger men. You know, if there are Orlando play, uh, fans uh, watching, you know, they would probably be disliking this video anyway. So, uh, but anyway, uh, Chris, let's get into our danger men. Who are our, uh, our guys that they should be looking out for? So, yeah, you're dead on with Orlando's Danger Men, and I think ours are still kind of in flux. Obviously, Barco may not play, um, but if he were to play, then I think that he would be, you know, either 1A or 1B for our Danger Men. Um, but, you know, the person who is going to be playing for sure is going to be uh, Pity Martinez. And he, uh, coming off a two-goal <laughs> performance where he was just... He was running, he was making tackles, he was doing just about everything you would want him to do. And, um, you know, finishing off things in the final third, he's our first danger man. And it really just depends on who Glass plays beside him, because outside of outside of Pity um, and his individual, you know, brilliance, we've, we've really been struggling to create consistent chances. Um, you know, the lineup that Glass had before our game, uh, you know, before our game didn't happen on Wednesday, you know, it still included, um, you know, Adam Jean, and it, it didn't include, um, it didn't include, uh, you know, Kubo Torres, it didn't include, you know, Dom, it didn't have any of those guys that, you know, we've been looking to see. So if one of them plays, then maybe, you know, we'll have a little bit more connectivity, I think, up top. But outside of that, you know, it, it's all, it's all pity. It's, it's going to be all pity again. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, and also Emerson Hyndman, uh Yeah. Which, I mean, we'll just get into it already. Um, you know, you know, injury-wise is uh, kind of up in the air. You know, maybe available, maybe not available. But uh, injuries first for Orlando City. Dom Dwyer, their forward, is out with a knee injury, and uh, beyond him, they're pretty much uh, set. No one suspended. No one, uh, yeah, you know, really uh, kind of absent from their team except for uh, Dwyer. And so, you know, Atlanta. 
with uh, Barco, with that knock, that lower body injury that is still somewhat of a mystery if he's uh, really available or not ever. Uh, is he being traded? Uh, you know, it's really Darren Eels and Steven Glass have been super coy about it. Uh, Fernando Mesa, he unfortunately has been ruled out for two to three weeks with that knee injury. So very unfortunate to hear. Please get well soon, Mesa. Uh, but yeah, that means we're down a center back. Uh, Hyman, potentially unavailable, like I said. Lower body, body injury as well. Uh, that was a report before the game per Joe Patrick. And uh, Franco Escobar, he's still suspended one game. I would kind of assume that uh, that game that didn't happen means still he's suspended. And uh, yeah, he was out there tweeting that night, kind of playing video games, I think playing Fall Guys. And unfortunately, I think he might have to be playing Fall Guys again on Saturday afternoon. And that's uh, very unfortunate because, yeah, we could definitely use uh, you know someone like Franco Espart in the lineup for sure. Uh, he, of course, was uh, suspended for that uh, one game for the violent conduct uh, against Nashville SC. But uh, moving on from that, Joseph Martinez with his knee, of course. And then Eric Lopez, his uh, status within the club is still very much up in the air, too. Like, is he with the second team? Is he with the first team? Uh, basically, what we know now is he's unavailable for selection if he doesn't, uh, if there's not a transaction made uh, between the, you know, first team and the second team. So. You know, it's uh, in a match where we need some forwards, we need uh, definitely some uh, some scoring prowess. It is going to be a little bit of a mystery past P.T. Martinez who that will be. But uh, moving on from that, uh, let's get into some of the quotes before the match. And, well, I think this one's going to be centered around mostly why, uh, yeah, you know, the match did not happen on Wednesday. And so uh, Jeff Lorowitz spoke with the, the media on Thursday. He said um, that, yeah, when they were down there, uh, yeah, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, they were in the, their hotel room. They weren't really watching the news. When they finally uh, kicked on ESPN, uh, they realized NBA was doing what they were doing, uh, that they were boycotting. And uh, once they got to the stadium, essentially, uh, they were trying to convince enter Miami to do it and um, so he spoke with Luis Robles the uh, captain of Inter Miami uh, they kind of uh, you know tried to come to a conclusion in a pretty short amount of time it was about 30 30 minutes uh, they still kind of warmed up a little bit that's why everybody was definitely up kind of uh, in confusion didn't know you know if we were going to have a game or not but uh, he said that uh, he knows that uh, the decision to postpone, it was not an end-all solution. Uh, it's not a decision where we thought not playing the game against Miami would be a silver bullet to solve all issues. It was the coming together of support. I think that we can build this into tackling bigger issues and use the support we've shown for each other to come up with ways to make things better. Uh, now, he also went on to, uh, to say, yes, we are preparing for Saturday. We train today and we're training tomorrow, and so preparation is ongoing. And um, I think this was the most poignant uh, quote that he had 
which was players are human beings first and foremost. If fans enjoy the games and the players that play them, they need to take the time to listen when the players speak out about social issues. And I mean, yeah, do you have any thoughts on on that, Chris? On what he said? No, I think he's a hundred percent right on that. Um, that that last quote, it's it's kind of a response to a lot of the comments that you know, for better or for worse, are, you know, amplified by social media with, you know, stick to sports and, and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily agree with, um, you know, players, especially because of, you know, a lot of their paychecks, um, you know, when they decide to actually speak out on issues. But again, they're people, you know, they're human beings. And a lot of them, you know, if they didn't have, if they didn't have the platform that they had, or they didn't have um, you know, some of the some of the securities that you get when you are, you know, sort of an athlete, and you have a, a very rigid schedule and stuff like that. You know, they can they see themselves as, as you know, they could be themselves a victim. And so I, you know, I 100% agree with Jeff on that, that, you know, if, you know, if we're all trying to enjoy, we're all trying to enjoy sports, we all want distractions, but at the same time, um, you know, you can't let uh, distraction, you know, literally distract you from um, some of the injustices that are going on right before your eyes. So, you know, I think Jeff's spot on there. Yeah. And essentially, yeah, they were saying uh, that, you know, if they were playing, they would be, uh, you know, having what was happening on their minds. And thus the product wouldn't be what, you know, uh, everyone would be maybe expectation wise wanting from. Uh, the game and so you know there is a thing where you know this this whole systemic racism is bigger than anything uh, it's bigger than all of us it's something that needs to be tackled head-on and uh, I I think I, I speak for Chris when I say that you know this is something that I'm you know absolutely proud of the team for uh, taking the initiative Hopefully, the league starts to take the initiative and really starts to, uh, you know, you know, take this lead in uh, in doing the right thing here. And anyway, so let's move on from that because yes, we know it can be a very divisive topic, but we wanted to address it for sure. But uh, yeah, let's move on to the match facts. And yeah, LA United have kept a clean sheet in their last three matches against Orlando City in all competitions. You love to see that. Hopefully we can still continue that in this next match. Uh, and also LA United have seen under two and a half goals in their last three matches against Orlando City. So uh, yeah, they're... Uh, in terms of uh, all the goals scored, it might be kind of a fluctuation in that type of uh, kind of uh, number. So we'll see. But uh, let's move on to the opponent's predicted 11. So it looks like Orlando City uh, so far has been playing a 4-2-3-1. Uh, it's got nice balance. Very, uh, you know, I think simplified for a lot of the players to be able to play and that's uh allowed them to really uh, you know look so much better than they've really ever have uh sans maybe give or give or take a, a couple months of each year where uh you know they look like they they could be putting it together hopefully this is also a case where orlando is just in a good run of form and then eventually the wheels just fall off. But uh, yeah, that lineup uh, could look like uh, where Akindele, uh is the player up top. Nani and Miller are the wingers. 
Pereira, Mendez, and Roselle are the midfielders. Uh, Moutinho and Ruan are the fullbacks. Johnson and Antonio Carlos uh, could be the center backs, and then Galice as their goalkeeper. Um, you know, that seems to be more or less their fir- first choice. But, uh, you know, that gets us to our predicted 11. Let's uh, let's go through the lines together, Chris. And, uh, you know, but at least, uh, you know, who's we know is going to be in between the sticks. Oh, yeah. First one on the sheet at that point. <laughs> it has to be, you know. And if Larry isn't starting, he's pretty much, yeah, he's the captain. Uh, but what's your, uh, what's your formation and uh, who's that back line going to be? I don't know. With so many question marks as to who's going to be available, um, you know, I, I kind of looked at what Glass did, um, you know, what he would have done against Miami, and um, you know, I'm I'm going with uh, basically going with four in the back. You know, similar Escobar is out, but I think Lennon's going to be pulled back there with um, Walks, Robinson, um, and Bello, and Bello and and Lennon are going to have their work cut out for them um, with that attack that Orlando is doing now. Um, I'm going to have Remedi, uh, you know, kind of sitting in front of them as well. Um, and then uh, uh, Ozetu and, um, oh, shoot, I forgot. Uh, I forgot. You have Mo Adams, I think, uh, in there, yeah? I do have Mo Adams. That's what it, because, yes, because Heinemann's not playing probably. Right. So, um, you know. Possibly on when, well, when Mo Adams came on um, against Nashville, you know, he, he found that space and he was able to assist that, um, that, that marvelous um uh, you know, the week winner. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, Mo Adams going to be in there, and he he does provide a little bit more uh, physicality as well. So I think um, you know I think if if anything, it might be uh, Remedi and Mo uh, kind of protecting the back the back four um, with Ozetu uh, right right above them, and then you know it's it's going to be tricky. Um, you know, I in my lineup I have Dom playing, and I have Castro playing as well with PT. So, you know, kind of a false nine hybrid. Pity likes to be a little more advanced up the field as well. Um, he could also have a little bit of a free roll. But, um, you know, that's that's my hope. What I think is going to happen, it's probably not going to be that. But that that is my hopeful lineup. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I pretty much have, I think, what's, you know, what was his uh, lineup on Wednesday against Miami. Uh, so, yeah, getting through that, yes, same back line. Lennon, Robinson, uh, Walks, Bello uh, in that midfield. Same uh, with uh, Hosetu, Remedi, Adams, and uh, yeah, Castro, John, and PT. Uh, John would be the focal point. Um, now, Hopefully I would the focal point. Yeah, he, he the focal point in theory, probably. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you you kind of want to see him more involved for sure. Uh, he definitely didn't have his best match. Uh, against Nashville, but uh, yeah, I the same would like to see uh, you know maybe Torres uh, get the start, um, and then you know maybe uh, Jurgen Dom you know he does come on later on and terrorizes their defense, uh, makes his debut. That'd be lovely, but uh, yeah, Castro I think has started uh, in the past, and so you know I think he get, probably gets the nod. So. Uh, agreed with you um now you know there aren't a ton of goals in this lineup so we'll just have to make sure um you know if Lennon and Bello get up 
and um, you know Hosetu that uh, they do also track back. That's going to be the important part. But uh, let's get into what we would like to see the team do in this game. Uh, for me, I would say, yeah, build on last Saturday, be more tidy in possession, and uh, be very resolute in the back line as it will be a little bit makeshift, and that's definitely a little bit of a worry. Um, and, yeah, we need to be incisive through, incisive through the middle. We need to incorporate John into the link-up play if we can, try to play off of him. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, there aren't a ton of goals in this lineup, so we need to... Uh, yeah, take our chances and make sure that we keep this undefeated streak against them. But uh, do you have do you have anything that you would like to see the team do? Not concede early. That would be nice. Um, you know, I think against Orlando, we really have to. Like I said, they're, they're enjoying their they're enjoying playing right now. So I'd really like for us to um, make sure that the game against Nashville, you know, as tentative as it was, wasn't a fluke. Um, you know, we stay resolute in the back, like you mentioned. Um, I, I would like to see somebody outside of PT make plays. Um, when Barco's not playing, it's very, it's very quiet. We, we, you know, we don't have Nagby anymore. Um, you know, Amaran is, is obviously long gone, and there's no Joseph. So, you know, PT is very much the easy mark for any defense that's going to be trying to stop our play. So, you know, it's going to be somebody like a Bellow. It's going to be somebody like a Lennon. And hopefully he can actually connect with any of his crosses, um, you know, in, in a match like this. And, you know, it, it really is the, the biggest thing that I, I would like to see is just a team play with confidence. Yep. Um, you know, there were times against Nashville that there was, it, it looked, again, it was tentative. And it wasn't until like the last 10 minutes that, um, that we really kind of put our foot on the gas and just really just started just playing like we knew we were Atlanta United, the team that is really, you know, uh, feared when it comes to playing at the bend. So um, I would really like to see us play of confidence, you know, it, and if it if it comes down to, you know, just being a, a pity show and trying to connect everybody, then it's going to be a very long day for us. Yeah, I mean, because there, there could be the propensity to possibly uh, foul him to death. And when he gets frustrated, then he might not have the best match. And so, yeah, we definitely want to have a consistent performance from game to game from PT. Uh, let's get into the odds. Uh, these are from th Bet365, and they currently have Atlanta United at 40.8% chance of winning. We are at home at the Benz. Uh, so, you know, that's not a huge surprise, but uh, draw is at a 29.4%. And then I think really coming up right up against us with Orlando at 37.7% uh, chance of winning. So, yeah, their chances are very, very high this time. Uh, now, you know, obviously, you know, we're with an interim head coach uh, in Stephen Glass. We are... Uh, coming off a very abysmal MLS is back tournament, uh, their best chance is right now to beat us. So, with all that said, what is your score prediction, Chris? Well, now that um, we took a uh, we took Drew off the wall <laughs> from <laughs> from, uh, from that switch over to to Chelsea, so I'm um, sorry, Mark, but. Yeah, yeah. My prediction, you know, albeit against the odds, I do have us playing like the LA United of old. And I do have us, you know, getting a hopeful 3-0 win um, 
and that is I'm going to stick to it until I see something different against us in Orlando. I'm going to stick to that kind of prediction. Nice. I, I would love that. Uh, I mean, I don't know where the goals are going to come from, but I love it. I would, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully walk <laughs> scores, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Remedi scores. It doesn't even matter who the goals come from, but uh, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I think it's a 2-1 win. I think we will be playing on the counter for a good bit of this. Uh, we'll try to, I think, uh, I think you know, possession might be like maybe 45, uh, maybe like 55 of them. But uh, yeah, they seem to be a team that uh, has been possessing it quite well. Even on the road, I think, uh, you know, this is a game that sets up for us to try to hit them on the counter. Now, with John in that, uh, it could could happen if he's on the pitch. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, you know, we will just absolutely have to... Um, I think it'll be anybody's guess, like I said, of who's the goal scorer. But anyway, guys, that's our match preview. Let us know your score predictions in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Chris, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.